friends! Welcome to episode 52 of Storyteller Conclave. This is a show all about helping you run the best tabletop role-playing game that you can. Whether you're a new storyteller or dungeon master learning the craft, or an experienced storyteller looking to take your game up to the next level, I am Sarah. I'm Rob. Rob, guess what today is? Today is our anniversary. Today is our one-year anniversary. I, this is crazy. I am so happy about this. Uh, it's just, it's, and we haven't missed a week either. Like, no, no, we've been crazy about things like that. We've so. been gone through, we've gone through like vacations and stuff like that. Yeah, holidays. Yeah, we uh, we did some recordings. We've 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 been through a lot. We went through birthdays and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, this is nuts. So, uh, first off, I'm just going to say thank you, Sean. Thank you, Vicky. You've been great support to us this whole time. Absolutely. Since the very beginning, you've been just letting us do this crazy thing every Wednesday, regardless of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Um, so thank you everyone for joining us in, uh, in the live chat. And, uh, I, am seeing that we do have some listeners in there and I'm very happy to have you guys today. And, uh, we will, uh, we will make it worth it because, uh, we will be doing some giveaways. So we're going to give a little bit of time for people to get in and, uh, and join us. But, uh, we have some questions and we have hopefully some questions coming, uh, out of the, uh, out of the field here too. And we'll try and get to all of them. But, uh. Sarah kind of wanted to roll back time a little bit and talk about where we've been. Yeah, you know, it's been kind of kind of a journey over the over over the uh, the last year, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we've had some had some bumps. We've had some good times. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened kind of behind the scenes. Maybe we can yeah. talk about a little bit. Oh, geez, uh, do you want to start with comedy or do you want to start with tragedy? Uh, well, I mean, I I think we just start with the with the origins of the show. You know, I mean, oh, you mean like you coming to me and saying why aren't we recording this? Right, basically. <laughs> uh, I I think I think the show really kind of got its origin. Um, like way back, uh, it was a it was a handful of months before we before we started. But uh, you had invited me out for just like a cup of coffee or something like that. Yeah, we, well, I think and what it, it started for me was we hadn't talked much. Yeah, like we had, we had talked about different games, and I was talking about getting my game restarted. And I was just like, "Do you want to do coffee someplace, and we'll just sit down and chat?" And you're like. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah, right. You were kind of getting back on your feet a little bit on on between work and everything else. I think mm. it was just it was good timing that like the last time that we had really ever hung out a lot together, just the, the two of us, was I think us playing flat out <laughs> on, <laughs> on my my old Xbox and just laughing our asses off because it was in we think it was in Lat or Italian. Italian. We yes. couldn't even read the screen because I will say it was not an American version of the game, and we still had a great time trying to figure out how it worked. Right. 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 Right, right, um, and and you know we we keep we kept, kept kind of coming back to that of like you know man we we gotta we gotta just like <laughs> have some time for just like just to hang out like as yeah. friends and just do shit you know because um, you know you occasionally you, like you've got rock band oh yeah um, I do rock band nights we, we love having rock band nights over here and stuff like that but that's Dada. not really like one on one friend time you know so no no that's that's group music singing being stupid time right yeah. you know and m- maybe imbibing a few ginger ales and you know yeah well, yeah because you know we don't drink right no on the show no. uh. <laughs> But uh, so we were out for coffee, and wasn't that the the night also with the the uh, was it cryogenically frozen ice cream? Oh yes, it was. Oh, stuff was amazing. That was really cool. That was really cool. So they liquid nitrogen. Yeah, they, they dump into they the ice make, cream or something. Make like that. ice cream right in front of you with liquid nitrogen, and it was amazing. It was mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Uh, Knox, I agree with you. We do need more food based uh, tabletop role playing games. Uh, that bring that back up later when we're talking about games we want to rebirth because i'm gonna get overwatch to to agree on this one as well there's there's something coming up for that food based food yeah based rpgs yeah the, all, come... I'm, all i'm thinking of is the old the old nintendo game burger time 
But like, I can't even think of what a food-based RPG might be. Dude, they're, they're, okay. Okay, we'll talk. We'll, we'll talk, talk. We'll, we'll talk. talk. We'll, I got, we'll I got an back. idea. Thank you for bringing that we'll up. We'll get back. We'll come All back. Right. We'll come back. All right. Um, what? What? In the middle of a D&D campaign right now? It is, what is it? It's a Wednesday night. How could you? Yeah, never, mind. never it's, mind. It's always time for D&D. It's always time for D&D. Uh, Draven, the MixLR link. Uh, Thank you. Thank oh, you, Sam. Hold Thank on you. a second. I, I realize I can't tell you on Sam, the air Sam, what Sam the MixLR link is. It's ours. <laughs> Because you're not listening live, because you're not on MixLR right now. <laughs> Dread and Jenga Towers made of breadsticks. I like that. I oh, like... God, yeah. That that actually, I, I think by the end of that, you'd have carb overload. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine, like, stealing all of them from, from Olive Garden. You yeah. know what it is? <laughs> It, Wolford Grimley is the uh, is the 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 the, uh, the devil in that one because right. Betus, diabetes, <laughs> Betus. So uh, so so anyway, so, so we're out for coffee and and nitro uh, and nitro nitro glycerin. Not nitro. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, Nitroglycerin ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, nitrogen yeah, uh, ice cream. Nitrogen ice cream. Mm-hmm. And uh, we I mean we just sat there for what three three and a half hours. Something yeah, like that. we lost time. Like we had to keep we checking closed back the in, place. We had to keep checking back in with Vicky. Like yeah, we're okay. We're not cl- crash on the side yeah. of the road somewhere. Yeah. We're just talking. You know. Yeah, but we came up with all kinds of crazy ideas, and we like I think what it's you had said I want to do this, and I said if we're gonna do this, I want to have I wanted to say I said I wanted to have like twenty five shows. Like ideas for shows and write ups, uh-huh. and I think in two days we wrote four pages of notes, something like that. Yeah, and and it was like in <laughs> in, in the first twenty minutes we had your like twenty five ideas. Yeah, like it was it was that easy. Yeah. Um, and I remember too, like the the reason I, I I thought to ask you about it was not only because you know obviously we you know I I, I said to you you know why why aren't we recording these like three hours or we're right, just sitting right. around BSing about D and D all day you know I said but um. The other thing was I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time, and uh, uh, so uh, I've I've recently gotten you into this game, uh, but The Division, mm-hmm. um, but I was listening to a couple of different podcasts about The Division, and uh, there's a lot of, like, theory crafting and stuff of that, of like, oh, this, this gear goes well with this gun, and this, you know, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you use this, you know, technique against these enemies over here, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, God, I, I wish, you know... I wish I had something I was an expert about enough that I could, like, start a podcast about that, like, people would listen to me. But, like, I don't know any video game that well, you know? Like, there's no video game I'm that into that I could that I could even hold a candle to these people that, you know, play them constantly and make them their life and make them their, 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 their well-being, you know? Sure. And then I was listening to uh, Brennan Mulligan. Okay. Um, who hosts uh, Dimension Twenty? And right. Uh, okay. Okay. I remember he that. He has yeah. his own his own sort of DM podcast sort of thing uh, called Adventure Academy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's yeah, a phenomenal storyteller. One of my absolute favorite storytellers. And uh, he had some really great advice on these Adventure Academies, but they were really sparse to come out. I think there was only like ten episodes of it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, really super in depth. And he's got some great guest stars on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like I said, there was only about ten episodes or whatnot, and. Uh, I was listening to that. And I was thinking, like, oh crap, oh crap. That's the thing that I know about. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I can talk about for hours. Mm-hmm. And then I think I think it was like the next day. I was like, I had an idea. I don't know how you feel about it, but do you do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> and like in fifteen minutes, you were like, okay, it's going to happen like this and like this. And <laughs> we, I know this guy. Yeah. And we know this place we're going to record yep. and. After oh, that, yeah. it was just story. Yeah, it just happened. After that, we just rolled into it. So. Now we have like this and a following and and stuff to give away and 
Like, now granted, it's our stuff to give away, but it's still, we're doing this. Yeah. It feels weird. Yeah. Like semi-professional. <laughs> <laughs> almost like we're legitimate. Almost, almost. All right. Um, I say we're 10 minutes in and I would like to do the first giveaway. Oh, you were itching so, to do a giveaway. All right. So, all right. So our first giveaway, I'm not saying what it is, but uh, if you'd like to be part of the giveaway uh, in the live chat, I want you to put in uh, the word, let's say... Let's do uh, D20. Just put D20 if you want to be in on this giveaway while we're talking. And we will f- tally up uh, the the first grouping, and we will then uh, do a random roll. We actually have dice here to roll and because uh, we're making it appropriate. Clicky-clacky math rocks. So, so we'll see who gets in on this one. All right, here they all come. We're just Oh, okay, we got one. This is crazy. Yeah, I... Okay. All right. We'll keep track of this. We're doing it live. We're doing it live because we're crazy like that. We may go a little long just because we can give everything away. I got like 15 giveaways to do and I'm planning on giving it all away. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah. So uh, I think for me, the real point when it hit was when we basically figured out what the costs were and we're sitting at Podcast Detroit like in the parking lot and you're like, are we going to do this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just do this. And we're like, really? That, that is that simple? And we're just doing this. Yeah. I'm like, well, I got to talk to Vicky, and you're like, I'll talk to Sean. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. And like, the next night we were like, yeah, they both are buying this. Let's do this thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and, Sean and was just like, I don't, I don't care. It was just crazy. Sounds great. It was just cool. crazy. So, <laughs> but uh, oh, let's see, one, two, three, four, four five, six. Well, we got so six looks, at least. Let's do like a D6. D6. That's a D6. All right. First one comes out to Technolich. Technolich. All right, Technolich. You are now the prize winner for uh, a Steam puzzle game called The Witness. I will be getting that to you uh, after the show. You will get a uh, whatever your preferred link method is. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yes, yes. So um, let's do a question and we'll bounce through. Yeah, yeah. Let's bounce through. Okay. That sounds great. Uh, all right. So I'm going to pull back up my show sheet. I've been watching the, the live chat there. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to just go down the list on uh, on the questions? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do that, and then we'll uh, see if we can pull another one off the... Uh off the play board here. Yeah, you so. know, and, and as always, anybody in the live chat, if you've got a uh, if you've got a question, uh, go ahead and chuck it our way, and we'll yeah, be more than we'll, happy we'll to talk. slide it in there. All right, go ahead and grab a first question. All right, so the first question comes from our show contributor Knox in the box, uh, who asks, "What are some good examples of tabletop RPGs uh, that design awe into the main narrative, and what are a few tricks to design awe into your own games?" See, what got me on this one was trying to figure out. Exactly what we meant by awe, and then we had a quick discussion about it, and you had a great description. Please don't go into ten minutes of it. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I I know I know I only did that because I had the time. We're, right, we're at dinner. So, uh, but effectively, uh, for those who are um, not into uh, Critical Role's complete campaign, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a basically they ended up fighting a titan. Something obviously mountain esque in size. Well, they weren't even fighting it though; they were just inside of it. Effectively, because yes. it was literally they large enough that there was like a dungeon top. inside of the Titan. Yeah, and then, with a city at the top. Of right, it. right. Yeah. And then, then it got destroyed. With and and it it, it was just fighting within chaos of itself. Mm-hmm. So, creating all having that moment of oh shit. Yeah. You know, seeing it on the horizon, if you will. Um, I think for me, it has to do with setting scale early on. Yeah. And I think something like um, uh, Mouse Guard does that right off the bat. Because mm-hmm. it teaches you that everything small 
is what it is. And anything larger than a mouse is gargantuan. Because you're living in a forest that probably is no bigger than like three, four acres. Yeah. Maybe five. Like squirrels are the sizes of elephants to us. You yeah. Know? Yeah. A, 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 a snake, a three foot long snake is a dragon, essentially. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So you're you're setting a scale there, but I don't think that's the limitation of physical scale. I think you also have emotional scale, you know, where you've got situations where, uh, like in Shadowrun, mm-hmm. where it's a, a scale of finance, a scale of technology, mm-hmm. a scale of magic, where things are, like, you have dragons that you, will, you can achieve, but these things can do infinite things. Yeah. You know, magic is unbelievable. It it killed a dragon, uh, killed a dragon, mm-hmm. a legendary creature out of nowhere. And you're like, oh, crap, someone killed that dragon. Who? You know, that kind of awe comes out of out of a scope of storytelling that designs it. Mm-hmm. And I think some systems are good at it. Like, um, I think Mouse Guard is a good game for it because it sets that scale very, into, uh, very much into it. I think that Shadowrun, because it builds you the world to set the scale. Yeah. And defines what the scale is. Mm-hmm. And um, like, like you said, Shadowrun, where your your scale is not quite so much one of size or of physical prowess, but more of means. Yes. Um, you know, is this is this Decker someone who can move the entire Matrix all at once? Right. Or are they just some little petty, you know, sneak thief? Are, right. Is this, is this shaman someone who can who can call down the next great ghost dance? Or are mm-hmm. they just someone who occasionally whispers to spirits? You know? and, and likewise, you've got games like Warhammer 40k when you're like, okay, well, I have, you know, 1,500 points to put on the field. And you put out your little armies here and your little armies there. And then someone goes and grabs a Dwarven Forge 1,400-point mini and sets it on the table. And you go... Oh shit! A titan. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and now you're like, you're like, that's why you wanted it to be 1,500 points. <laughs> my, my miniatures are one and a half inches tall. Yours is 15 inches tall. Correct. And costs you three hundred dollars. And yeah. it comes with At its least... own custom blast templates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and 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 so in games like that, scale has a couple meanings to you. It you know because it's physical, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know what it can do. You know yeah. what it was worth to buy that and why. Why it went out? I think Magic: The Gathering has scale to it to a degree. I mean, the pl- the playing field's leveled until you see a card that is ultra rare. Yeah, yeah. That's a level of awe and scale. So I think games that help define that scale early on are ones where you can see the scope, mm-hmm. where it's either in the story or it's well defined in the mechanics. That scope is there. I think beyond that, it comes down to the storyteller working on that. Yeah, I think a lot a lot of it is in the story. I mean, you you can you can create a sense of awe just in um setting that scope within your world building, setting the scope within your storytelling. Uh like for instance, our last game, um you guys met a dragon. Mhm. And that was only a significant thing because they are they have they have been extinct essentially for thousands of years. Yeah. Since the Dragon War. Yeah. It, during the Merithic era, which mm-hmm. was like, you know, when all the legendary stuff happened, you yep. know, the, the the world was created. That was the that was the Merithic era, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so dragons have literally been gone for that long, and then you guys met one. But that was meeting one was only important because I I, I impressed upon you the lore. The lore. Yeah. You know? You defined it. And then when I described it, you know, I, I described how it filled this gigantic chamber, but it mm-hmm. still was, you know, it, it 
there was this gigantic space that it was in, but it still filled it and it was covered with dust Mm -hmm. so that it looked like it hadn't moved for maybe decades or centuries, probably, that it had so much dust on it. Mm -hmm. You almost would have mistaken it for a statue. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these things aren't uh, really just kind of impress how ancient Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah. And yet this thing was still just chilling out. Yeah. This is alive and well. Well, I think I, I think that in your portrayal, you did a good job of making it feel that it was beyond us. Mm-hmm. That there really wasn't anything we were going to do to it. Yeah. In fact, like, I, th- I think at one point one of the one of the characters I I, I want to say it was Rigar, our our, our, uh, yeah. our our warrior, uh, mentioned something about uh, you know taking up arms against it, and it kind of laughed at him. It was like, oh oh god, you're serious? Like, yeah. Like <laughs> you you actually thought you, you were going to stab me? Okay, dude. Well, I mean, you know. I, I appreciate your gut, so I'm not yeah. even upset. You know, I'm not, that's, I'm not even mad. That's that's that takes that's, a lot. That takes, that takes a lot of chutzpah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, <laughs> you know, and I so I I would have to say, um, in general, I think Mouseguard does a good job because again, it sets that scale early on. Mm-hmm. I think Shadowrun does that in a different way. Um, I think any game that gives you a sense of world. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that already has awe built into it. That when you when you look at it, I mean. Palladium has many worlds, but none of them are really awe-inspiring. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's probably one of my biggest fr- gripes with Palladium, really, mm-hmm. maybe, is that there is nothing in there that, like, you look at and you just go, oh, wow, that's, right. you know, I, right. I got so many ideas even just hearing about that, you know? Right, whereas, like, the artistry in something like Warhammer 40K gives you awe mm-hmm. because there's there's a lot of... um. I would say religious affectations in it yep. that yep. add to a sense of art and awe, mm-hmm. you know, and like disgust or chaos or or honor and glory. Mm-hmm. And those kinds of things definitely help pull that stuff out. And in, in, I think like what you, like you were saying with the sense of scale, too, especially with like Warhammer and, you know, like uh, I, I mean, I always play chaos um, mm-hmm. uh, in there. And so I mean, there are there are certain demons, you know, that you can like field that are not only large models themselves, but mm-hmm. just because of the lore behind them. Yeah. You know, where it's like, OK, I can see a block of chaos warriors and those are I mean, they're mean. Mm-hmm. They're heavily armored. They they're well trained soldiers. They have nothing to lose. They're utterly bloodthirsty. Yep. Uh, stat wise, they're really formidable. Like mm-hmm. twenty chaos warriors will mow down forty of any of the regular you know mm-hmm. troops in any other army. You know. Right. But when you see like a great unclean one, mm-hmm. or a keeper of secrets, right, or a lord of change, you know, right, like even just saying the name kind yeah. of invokes that like oh. That must be that must be something. Yeah, that's that's a centerpiece of your army, right? Right. There, you know. You know. And I think you know it, like in naming them. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about that. the Marines. You've got like you know, you know, uh, you know, Ch- Chaplain Marine, um, you know, Titus with his power hammer right. that glows and has like a halo over his head, you know, and he's got all these like awards hanging off of him that Uh are just flapping in the breeze and he's you know he's adorned with what makes him great Mm -hmm. you know and i think that's a sense of pageantry exactly i think that's really what draws me to it regardless of which army it is there's a sense of pageantry that Mm -hmm. grows yeah you know i I remember seeing a titan that basically looked like it had a piece of toilet paper hanging off of it because it it, but the person had written in on it all of the battles that it ever fought in and won and you're like Holy crap, that's a lot. On the same regard, look at the orcs. Like, 
there have been uh, orc uh, war boys, not war boys. Uh, what are the tanks for orcs? Mech the, boys. The mech boys. Yeah. You know who basically have parts of different ma- other people's armor on them, like ultramarine shoulder pads uh-huh. that are welded in place. Why? Because they took one out. Because they took one out. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they they looted it, and means to loot it, they had to kill it. First, That's right. right. So like, so when you do something like that, I think it it adds a sense of pageantry. I think mm-hmm. pageantry causes awe in that same regard. And I I think a lot of it has to do with world building too. Yeah. I mean, very it, much really, so. you like you're almost not going to get that sense of sense of awe unless you've got the world building. Like you were talking about, you know, the 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 uh, you know, the space marine chaplain covered in in purity seals and and, yeah. and ribbons and you know whole. Uh, bits of scripture that are just hung from his armor and stuff yep. like that you know is is that all of that implies world building yeah you know that there is a community system that there is a, a an honor system there are these awards and stuff like that and not only that he's earned a lot of them but that these things exist in the first place and he's yep. covered in them you all know. right. Did we kill this topic? We might have. It's 20 minutes in. We need another question. We sure. need to do another thing. All right. All right. Uh, what do you want to do for this one? Uh, what do they need to type for this for this uh, giveaway? Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. What do we I need want to do? For a giveaway. We need another giveaway. Okay. So I got, I've got a giveaway ready. Just what do you want them to say? Oh. So uh, giveaway time. All right. Um. So type in the chat what? Dragon. Type tra- tra- Type dragon in the chat to be part of this giveaway. Let's see what happens. Let's see how many we get on this one. Um, so it is a game giveaway. I, I do have some books in here too, but this is going to be a game giveaway. So, oh, here they come. So uh, we do have more questions that we could do. This will be fun. This will be fun. Let's see how many we get here. Okay. All right. Yeah, we've got a couple. We've we got, got a couple. couple. We got, yeah. we got a couple. We'll, we'll give it a couple more seconds just to make sure that uh, that we don't have too much delay on uh, MixLR. Um so, uh, we'll hit another question. Or do you want to roll this one? Yeah, sure. So, I'll roll so, this one. Um, all right. So, Overwatch. Ooh, let's do let's do a D eight on this one. Let's do D eight. D eight on this one. All right. So, uh, Overwatch wants to know uh, general consensus. Okay. Okay. Third edition mm-hmm. breathed life into new, uh, new life into D anD and made Pathfinder a thing. Totally. Uh, fourth edition is the redheaded stepchild. No doubt about it. Um, I don't know if it's redheaded stepchild that impro- implies that it didn't earn its reputation, but I digress. Um, <laughs> fifth is much beloved, especially yes. by the new players. Very much. So. Uh, which other game system slash universe out there would you resurrect and or make give the makeover treatment to, and why? Let's do the giveaway, and then we'll get into this. All right, we rolled a five. Mad Elf. Hey, all right. Congratulations, Congratulations, Mad Elf. You are the proud winner of Lego Batman 3 Beyond Gotham. <laughs> I will be sending you a copy of that after this game, after the, after we get done with this. Today. That is, that's so, awesome. I'm low-key jealous Congrats, congrats. Uh, all right. So, uh, Resurrect. That's a good question. Um, resurrect and or give the makeover treatment, too. So, I mean, it could be a current game. That you'd like to see a rules overhaul of. I think the one that I brought up, uh, bringing back TMNT. Oh, yes. And, I would and, love and to do TMNT and other strangenesses. Yeah, we had to bring game, Turtles into the story one. somewhere along the lines. Here's where it comes in, guys. We're, TMNT. We're contractually obliged at this point. Yeah, yeah I think it's going to happen that way. So, um, No, I think, that, uh, I think that TMNT had a really neat vibe to it because mm-hmm. it was already talking about comics. And yeah. not so much like the dark, gritty, dark horse comics, but like kind of fun. 
like bringing back almost animation fun right. to things. Um, so I would say bringing that back in a fun way would be amazing. I see. I always loved, and I know I've said this on the air before, but I, I've always loved TMNT's um, mutant creation yeah. process. Like, yeah, their rules for like take any take any creature. And here's how you essentially make the rules to turn it into a mutant. Yeah. Um, between its its how big its size is, mm-hmm. what natural abilities it might have, from yep. sonar to digging claws to, you know, uh, right. Tasmanian devils were interesting. They had like heightened metabolism that allowed them to do like extra damage. Well, and stuff. not only that, but like for for me early on, it was great because it was bad at role playing. Like I didn't understand how to play a role or make something up. Mm-hmm. Like not that I was bad at being creative, but like. I didn't know where the boundaries lie. So being able to roll and being like, oh, I was created in a lab uh, and I broke out from it through a vent shaft, Uh but found a doctor who nursed me and helped me become my six foot minotaur self. Yes, exactly. And now I work as a garbage man. You know, that's mm. my side. Like, it literally painted all of that out in rolls. Uh-huh. And I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, bio-e points, totally. Uh, Draven, Draven is here. He says he will fight us on, on 4th edition. Oh, that's fine. He can fight us on 4th edition. But there, I will say it earned its terrible reputation. And the fact that there was errata for 4.5, yeah. basically, in there. I mean, we had 3.5, but there was a 4.5. And there was plenty more than enough places where even, like... Order of the Stick made fun of it. Yeah, for for some of the problems that were in it, but at the same time, there was some good stuff that did come out there of was it. The, there's always some good stuff that came out of it. I mean, at its core, it was still D and D, and it was still a move forward from third edition. So yeah, you know, I I, I get you, I get you. Uh, Knocks in the box is uh, is saying uh, collect Call of Cthulhu. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I could see that. I could see that. I I still think the uh, Je- the the Jenga Dread breadstick game would be interesting, oh, so challenging because you're gonna have like friction and all kinds of issues there. I don't want breadsticks now. Yeah, like, stop yeah. eating the tower, Sarah. Like, yeah, that's probably. Mm-hmm. What... You're made of carbs. Carbs are love. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was the idea. So I, I have three minutes before next year, boy. Um, so since we have Overwatch in the channel, so Overwatch and I were at, um, we're at a convention. Or use Pocky. And we, f- he found this comic that was about a chef who ends up going back in time to uh, dinosaurs. Oh, you told me about this. And yeah. ends up c- cooking one through a mech suit, basically, you know, he, he, to save himself, you know, because mm-hmm. he's in this suit. Uh, and then ends up bringing that back meat back to normal time to cook and cook it for people and make a restaurant out of it. And the comic actually has recipes in it. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, But my thought was, how much fun would it be for there to be a game where you are effectively shadow runners being told you have to go through time and space to find recipe items? Oh, man. You're you're going to get unique things. See, now you're... Okay, so hold on. (laughs) I'm going to bring this around full circle. Sure, go for it. Okay, because you're talking about going trans-dimensional through time and stuff like that. Okay, back to the dinosaur times. And we just got done talking about Palladium know, and specifically know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles setting. All of that is in I there. I have sitting on my shelf mm-hmm. Transdimensional TMNT yep. 
and Turtles in Time. Yep, both which were of the those two source books for yep. that. See, always bringing it back to Turtles. And always man, they had Turtles. some cool rules for time travel. To this day, probably my fa- my favorite description of how time travel should work. And and I think that's some of the stuff that really could make it fun again. I think that would bring some fun out. Knox in the box says, "I want to play the Cadillacs and Dinosaurs TTRPG. I know it exists. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs." Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Man, that is a that is a property. I don't think I ever got into it. Like, I only kind of know the barest bit amount it, b- b- about it, but it was kind of this like I don't know. Probably Ark is probably the closest to it, where you've got okay. like high tech, but also they're riding around on dinosaurs. But the dinosaurs have like mechanized armor and lasers on them. Oh my lord! Okay, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I'm sure I've seen art for this somewhere. <laughs> Knox, if you if, if 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 it's at all convenient for you, can you can you dig up like a link, even if it's just like a wiki page or something like that, and drop it in the live chat? Because I wanna I kind of wanna uh, take 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 a look at that, and I yeah. think everybody else should uh, have a piece of reference for Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Yeah, I mean, because anytime that you can you can resurrect some fun like tune or or things like that, I think you you give. A, you give an option that's outside of the norm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, outside of grittiness, outside of uh, of harshness, outside of that, where you can have some random fun. Yeah, yeah. Why not? You know. See me for 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 my personal. I would love to make it over game. Nice. Is uh, definitely the Aeon verse. Yeah, you've you've like, loved that for I, a long time. I don't think that it got enough time to shine in the spotlight. Um, like I said, uh, Adventure Tales of the Aeon Society was clo- was was canceled basically before the the source book ever hit the uh, hit the shelves. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aberrant, which was arguably you know probably the the, the best of the games. Um, yeah, uh, I, I know Trinity probably got the most source books, but uh, uh, Aberrant had. It was really good, but there were uh, if you read the rules even once, you know that there are a few combos in there where if you were playing rules as written with no house rules or restrictions or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, you could easily make a base level starting character that can shred gods yeah. with their bare hands. Yeah, um, and that just really unbalances the game in a lot of ways. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, do you want to do a giveaway? Yeah, you can pick something off the list. You don't have to go straight down the list either. All right, let me let me pull up the list here. Okay, Hold okay, on a second. okay. Uh, there's some good stuff on that list. I thought I had it around here somewhere, but oh man, Twilight 2000. Wow, there's a rule set. Apparently, I don't. Hang on one second. I'm gonna try to pull the list up. Okay. Uh, there we are. Is it gonna come up for me? Yes. All right. Well, I want to give away one of my favorite systems. Do you want to say what it is this time? Yeah. Go ahead, say it. I would like to give away BattleTech. So this is going to be a game of BattleTech on Steam. Um, so uh, so what do we want to do for this one? What, what, what word do we want? Uh, let's just do the word mech. Mech. So mech in chat. M-E-C-H, mech If you want in, in on this one. Um, so uh, BattleTech actually does have RPG elements with MechWarrior. Yeah. And I think the story, and that's one of the reasons why I put it on the list here and why why I made it uh, an option, was that um, the story in the new Battletech is quite good. Oh, it, it really is, is. quite good. It really is. Um, and I want people to be able to enjoy it. I want people to, to go through it. And, and it's good for anybody because it's turn-based. Mm-hmm. 
and the way that it's the way that it moves, the way that it saves, anybody can enjoy it. Everybody it, can have a good time with it, and you can play multiplayer online. It's pretty faithful to the uh, to the tabletop rules as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if uh, you want to count this as your gateway drug to get into the tabletop version, yeah, um, was it Catalyst Games that's yep. uh, doing the, the new tabletop version? Yes, um, and they've, they've they're doing several Kickstarters. They're pr- uh, proceeding to put out more uh, more stuff for it. You can yep, usually yep, yep. find the uh, uh, the starter kit comes with some uh, some battle max with it. Um, and, uh, this is the game that probably is my oldest role-playing game. Uh, while everybody else was playing D&D, I was hip-deep in Battle Talk. Yeah, I got into it a little bit, but, uh, I, I just didn't have a group that was really into it, unfortunately, at the time mm-hmm. when I, w- I was wanting to play it. And by the time, like, I got into other groups, like, Battle Tech wasn't being discussed. Yeah. So yeah. I just, I lost track of it, so. I think it was, it was already pretty old, um, by the time that, uh, my high school group got into it, but, uh, and I think we were just at the cusp of, like, I think MechWarrior 2, the video game, mm-hmm. had just come out, mm-hmm. um, and so, uh, there was a lot of, like, everybody was kind of moving towards the video game things, and even when you said, like, oh yeah, I play Battle Tech, and people are like, oh, you mean, like, the video game? Is that, like, MechWarrior? Yeah. You're like, oh, god damn, you know? Yes, yeah, yes. Yes, yes, it's what the video game came from yes but, you know well it looks like only four people are interested so roll that d4 let's find out who gets d4. it d4 all right i cast magic missile numero dos this looks like technolich again i guess technolich wins again that's technolich again all enjoy right enjoy well, yourself technolich enjoy battle tech congratulations sir all right added to the list all right all right get another question up here what do we got uh, I have to switch around on my pad here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we belabored that point. Next up we have... Okay. Oh, I have I have so many opinions about this one. I'm so this'll sorry. Be fun. Oh, I know which one to talk about now. Okay. So the Arcane Asylum. Yes. I uh, would like to ask, as a massive Trekkie myself, mm-hmm. I have related... Uh, uh, I have a related and an unrelated question. Any experience slash stories for any Star Trek tabletop RPGs or any other sci-fi will suffice. Okay. Um, Star Trek Adventures was my first foray into the GM seat. Right. And unrelated, construct your ideal Enterprise crew. There's too many, too many variables for me. Too many. Too many variables. All too right. Well, variables. let's 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 start back. Um, specifically, do you have any experience with a Star Trek RPG or just any? Uh, RPG, never, sci-fi space RPGs. Um, I got into um, Star Wars. Okay. Early on, uh, and unfortunately, all the storytellers I had for it were pretty terrible. Um, so it didn't last me very long. Um, other otherwise, the only sci-fi stuff I've done is Palladium-based. Really, um, I don't really consider Shadowrun to be sci-fi. Um, so no, I really never got into those. But there was like I knew there was a bridge game. That was that was a Star Trek related mm-hmm. that wasn't Star Trek. It was non-canon, but they kind of made it more about like handling situations on the bridge. Yeah. And as far as like anything that was probably role play was less role play and more about like I have I'm an engineer and I have these traits and I'm helping this encounter this way. Right. And the right. encounters were very much like oh uh, you're on a rescue mission or oh you're on this. A, a attack mission or defense mission or an escort or something like that and it was it was getting through those encounters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so it was more along those very hard very straightforward kind of situations yeah and the role play was very light for it so i think my uh, my only real foray into sci-fi believe it or not uh was trinity which is the third 
part of the Aeonverse. Yes. Um, and uh, I was running that for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was it was kind of cool. Uh, I ran it kind of like a um, kind of like Firefly with Psionics, I guess. Uh, there were a little little group of uh, of do gooders, you know, in a small ship, kind of out there in the universe. Um, had some kind of survival horror aspects along with it. Um, when I brought aberrants into the game, um, but uh, honestly, I, I found it a little bit difficult to run because I was so set in the mindset of like fantasy role playing mm-hmm. of D and D and whatnot that it was a very difficult shift for me to make. Yep. Um, and there's like a lot of like I always wanted to play Spelljammer. And I don't know if that counts as sci-fi or not. I think it. I think it cusps the edge of sci-fi, but, but it's, it's really space-fairy. It's space fantasy. Uh huh. You know, um, I think it's. Uh, I think there's a different. Uh, I think space fantasy is space opera. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's 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 and in that it's different. You know, it's that's your. You know, um, I'm a human on Mars kind of situation. Mm-hmm. You know, situation like that. But I would say getting back to the actual question at hand. Um, we had talked about this a little bit over dinner, and I would agree that I think seeing a, like an extremely diverse crew in situations where it's not exploration and it's not the gritty realism of life, it's the people who are going to cl- who are going to take care of existing situations. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the Enterprise may leave a group that they just got into the Federation, that isn't to say that that newly group. And, you know, newly acquired group in the Federation doesn't have a bag full of problems that they're now going to ask for the Federation's assistance on. Yep. And some ships got to go take care of that. Yep. So. And they they may have baggage of their own that mm-hmm. is now going to reflect upon the Federation for better or for worse. Especially situations that, you know, humanity as we know it today has already gone through. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing to says that they're not going through, you know, a civil war or mass genocide or any number of other things, and like now you have crew who are having to go back through their own histories and rediscover what their situation fits in. Yeah, and how does how does yeah. it map up? So yeah, yeah. For for me, I I, I agree definitely. Our, our our ideal bridge crew definitely is to have a lot of diversity in it. Like uh, Gene Roddenberry when he first created Star uh, Star Trek, um, uh, used it basically as kind of to show what the what the ideal future would look like. Yeah, you know, uh, we're in the height of the Cold War, so he put a Russian, yeah, uh, in, in uh, on the bridge um, as one of the most trusted advisors. There, we had yeah. uh, you know an alien. We had uh, Nichelle Nichols as a black woman. Yeah, not only a woman, but a black woman and on comms. Yeah, we had an Asian who, not far in the past, just recently was, you know, basically sequestered. In, All, in an internment camp, yeah, in the United States, yes, which kind of, we, we've kind of forgotten that happened, you know, yeah. since then, which is terrifying, which is terrifying. Yeah. So, yeah, we've we've had some we had some interesting stuff that was happening that was very poignant at the time, and a lot of the plot lines were were allegories for you know social commentary and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, yeah, very, sure, okay, there were aliens doing these things, but you know, there was. You know, an episode where you know uh, uh, that were the aliens were black on the on, on the uh, right half of their faces, but white on the left, mm-hmm. and then but there were some of them that were white on the on the right side and black on the left, right? And those were the inferior ones, right? And you know, I mean, obviously this is an allegory for you know how skin color doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, but but Roddenberry wasn't afraid to tackle those sort of things. No, and I think no, I think any, that was a good point. To me, if you're going to do anything faithful to Star Trek whatsoever, mm-hmm. I don't care what sort of story you're telling, it has to include those aspects of diversity, it has to include those aspects of hope, 
Mm-hmm. Like, you can't really do Star Trek as, like, a survival horror, where things are bleak and gritty and real. Like, DS9 is as close as I'll allow you to get to, you know, gritty realism in your in your Star Trek. But even still, there was a, there was a hope. There was an idealism to it. There was, you know, yeah. people worked through their problems. And at the end of the day, even when the Dominion was closing down on us, we came <laughs> together, you know? Right. Right. And and friendship and love and, you know, forgiveness and understanding came through at the end of the day. You Except know? for Bashir. We won't talk about him. Oh, dude, we will talk all day about Bashir. <laughs> That's a whole other story. Um, I would say uh, to answer uh, Mad Elf's question, how do you divide sci-fi from cyberpunk, steam, diesel punk, space opera? It, it comes down to flavor, I think, in a lot of ways. I think that... Uh, Cyberpunk is a vision of our current future mm-hmm. um, pushed in a more technologically rich environment. And again, I think that's a fantasized technologically rich. I think steam and diesel punk is is what we believed the future would have been. Retrofuturistic is the term. Yeah. Retrofuturistic, yeah. yeah. Um, space Re- opera for me straight up is... D&D in space. It, D&D in space. It's... It, yep. it, it is it is the simplest form of it. Yep. So that's, I, that's the way I've, I've always defined it. I didn't understand Star Wars for the longest time. I didn't understand the appeal of it until someone defined it to me as, as D&D in space, and then suddenly I got it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay, I understand this now. This is great. <laughs> All right, let's do another giveaway. All right, uh, so if you'd like to be part of this next giveaway, please put the word hollow. Hollow. Hollow in not the chat. Holla, no. Not hollow. Yes. We'll ho- accept not it, but... <laughs> L-L-O-W. Yes, and we'll include you on this one. Um, And uh, let's see. I know which one you're going to give away then because it is a a good Mm. game. So if you haven't played it, uh, Hollow Knight is a uh, wonderful story. It is a – and it's beautiful artwork. Um, It's award-winning, in fact – it's gotten it's yeah. got several writing yeah, several awards, awards and artistic awards. Um, it's often described also as like side scroller Dark Souls. Um, yeah, but, but it's uh, not gritty. But not, not as yeah, not as gritty. Um, it's 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 beautiful art yeah, style, it's unbelievably beautiful it's music. It's animation. The main character is adorable. Amazing. The honestly. world building is great. Um, <laughs> Hello, Lordron knows how to spell that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the live chat now. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that. Uh, it's important that we, and what's one of the things that I wanted to do about uh, with these giveaways is I wanted people to be able to experience some of these stories that are incredible, yeah, that are just really in depth. They're beautiful worlds, and you're seeing them visually, and you're getting pieces of them through the actual character interaction. Mm-hmm. But they're very rich, deep worlds that you're getting just the you're, you're looking through a keyhole, yeah, and yeah. you're just in awe of this view you're getting through a keyhole. Oh man! So you it know, tells it allows you to tell a very detailed and rich story with just background in one character's perspective. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. All right, let's see what we get here. Oh, uh, looks like we're rolling a D eight on this one. All right, let's do it. Yeah, a lot of people are roll it up. Roll it up. Numero one, Samantha. Sam, you get it. Congratulations. Enjoy Hollow Knight. That's right. That will be sent to you after the show. Play it, beat it, report back. Sam shall enjoy. Congratulations. Yes, yes. All right. Let's grab another question. In fact, from Sam, Samantha. Sam's yeah. question's next. It's anyways. actually Sam's question. Yes, yes. Uh, so what are your top three games to play based on how easy they are to learn? Mm. I, I spit two out right off the bat. You did. Right you did. You did. Uh, and that is Dread. 
mm-hmm. and that is W R and M. And we have the Mad Elf with us in uh, in the live chat tonight, uh, who introduced me to W R and M. Yes, yes, introduced all of us actually yes. to it. Yes, uh, so W R and M, as I've said before, is a game by Stargazer Games. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a free downloadable PDF. You can find that up on DriveThroughRPG.com. Highly recommend you get it. Highly recommend it. Um, the entire rule book is, I believe, ten pages, and that's only because there are five pages of things like weapons charts you know mm-hmm. and other various like, some spells that yeah. get described and whatnot the actual core rules of the game i think comprise three whole pages yep um your entire character ca- sheet can easily fit on a post-it note yeah um if not a three three by five i think card. three by five card would be far three more by accessible. five card will be allow you to write a little bit bigger and have a little more verbose information on yeah it. but yeah I could probably put it on a post-it note. Probably. Um, and uh, WRNM is named after the three attributes in it. Mm-hmm. Warrior, rogue, mage. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Is it a feat of strength that maybe a warrior would do a, or, or a vast athletics or something like that? Mm-hmm. Then it's it's a warrior role. Yep. Is it a sneaky thing or an act of dexterity or mm-hmm. maybe beguilement? Mm-hmm. Well, then maybe that's a, uh, that's, a, a, that's, a, that's a rogue. Yep. Is it an act of uh, intellect or lore, discovery or history. lore? Yeah. Then it's a it's a mage. Yep. That's it. Real simple. That's the whole thing. Yep. Skills are: Do you have them or not? Yeah. If you do, plus two. Yeah. Roll two d six. Yeah. That's it. You just write them. Yeah. yeah. And super simple, mm-hmm. super easy. Um, uh, experience is done on, on uh, a milestone advancement sort of thing. So yep. it's like there's no experience points. It's literally just at the discretion of the storyteller when you level up. Yeah. There's certain things you can do with your level up to advance your, your character's progression. Yep. And that's it. Yep. Very you simple, ju- very easy. You just easy. learned WRNM. Yep. Like, it is a it is a rules light system. It is a, I will say, DM heavy because the DM has to do the balancing. Yeah. Um, and that, that can be challenging. Um if you're un- if you're unfamiliar with it but i think if you step into it with a zero you know a zero session mm-hmm. and you have a good world mm-hmm. and your characters are your players are can uh, be creative themselves mm-hmm. that they don't need an ex- pre-existing framework to come up with an idea or they have ideas and they just want to play a game that's for a little more free form yeah it's a great way to go it's a great way to go uh, then we've got dread yes uh, the only rules in dread are uh, there's a jenga tower Everybody pulls from the Jenga Tower. It is a survival horror game, um, hence the name mm-hmm. Dread. Yeah. And uh, basically, anytime there is a test, mm-hmm. you don't roll dice or anything nope. like that. You have no character sheets. Yep. There's no stats. You pull a block. You pull a block. Mm-hmm. And if at any time that tower falls, the last person to have touched the tower, which is often the person interacting with the tower, but, you know, if it teeters after you walk away from it, then... Yep. Sorry, buddy. Um then that person is removed from the game in whatever thematically appropriate way. Either they go insane and run screaming into the night, or they're devoured by zombies, or... I don't know. Whatever. Whatever the story dictates, but they are removed from the game at that point. That's crazy. Yep. Alright, we're doing another giveaway. Um, This is going to be... uh To, to fit into our our genre here um i'm giving away uh starfinder pack worlds campaign hey that's a good gift so this that's is a, a, that's a good this giveaway. is the uh ebook for the rpg campaign setting for starfinder uh so uh put starfinder in the uh, chat s-t-a-r-f-i-n-d-e-r all crammed together and that will be the giveaway for this one uh so you will get a copy from uh i think it's uh paizo is paizo, the, paizo. yep um so i will uh i will send you the keys for this so, 
Um, because when I looked it over, I was like, "Ooh, this would be fun to throw at somebody and yeah, have some fun absolutely. with." Plus, it gives you a whole other world for things to read about. Right, right. And you know, even if you never play, it's at least another source of inspiration for mm-hmm, you out there for your mm-hmm. storytelling. You pull ideas from it and such like that. Right, and uh, it it kind of puts you also into an, another engine of of places to find books besides like you know drive through rpg mm-hmm. or or just going to um uh, D beyond buying the digital books there you know this gives you another outlet to start getting into and getting attached to yeah uh, and yeah. what's out there for them so um but yeah i think we've been talking enough about space books and and star stories and things like that so why don't we uh we step into that now so. t- technology actually brings up gurps and I know we had a little bit of discussion about that and about rules complexity uh, when we yeah. were kind of talking about this at dinner. Do I think, yeah, well, the one thing that I was that I came up with is is that rules light systems are not easy for people who need structure. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're constantly asking the question of can I do this versus how do I do this, I think we run you you run a risk of of stressing some people out and that makes it very challenging for them. So I think anytime you look at a game system and say is it easy, the real question is is, is it easy for whom? Mhm. You know, what 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 type of use what type of player? You know, yeah. if they need a lot of structure to help them get into something, then yeah, something like uh WRNM might, might not actually be the right system for them. They yeah. might need something with a little bit more structure, exactly. a little bit more meat. Uh, I'm gonna roll this. I'm gonna roll this D6 real quick. Okay, We're gonna give good. away Starfinder. Then I'm gonna have your response for that. Sounds good. Uh, so numero dos. Uh, what do we have? You know, Technolich has won twice already. Do you nope. want to? We're gonna push it down the list. All right. Hello, Lord. Hello, Lord Lon. Yes. Congratulations. You are the proud owner of Starfinder. Yay! Just going to you. Hello. All right. Uh, so my response to you regarding the whole, the whole complexity thing is this is a, a discussion that, uh, Sean and I, uh, who's heat sync here in the, in the live chat with us, um, have, uh, pretty regularly about mm-hmm. GURPS because hey, he mentions GURPS and I sigh and roll my eyes and, you know, we have some good natured ribbing about it, but he really loves GURPS. Um, <laughs> and I really don't like GURPS and it's mostly just because, uh, Sean appreciates things that have structure and a definition to them. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, for him, those are easier because, you know, and like we, we've, we've had issues with like fifth edition. Yeah. Fifth edition is, I would say rules medium. Yeah. You know, there are definitely some structure to the rules, but there's enough holes left in it that say, okay, we'll fill in, fill in the interpretation with DM's discretion. Right, right, right. And to a certain extent, he really dislikes that because it, first of DM's discretion is not something you can bank upon. You know, you do an action with Mm -hmm. what you perceive to be an expected outcome. Right. And then there are hurt feelings afterwards because of unmet expectations or mismanaged expectations. Correct. Simply because it was left up to the DM and the DM had something different in mind when how they when how they narrated it, how they ruled it, Mm -hmm. what dice hit the table, what stats were involved and things like that. Or in situations where there aren't dice hitting the table. Yeah. Where it's where it's a situation of, well, why can't I? Because there's an a role for this. It just should happen. Right. It says it just should happen and you're like, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. That's 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 the worst is when you say no. When you when you actually have to say When you no actually have to say no, right. Versus yes and or have a consequence. And then as a storyteller, I'm on the spot now because now I have to make a ruling on this. And the rules have left this big gaping hole for me. And mm-hmm. it's not the way I may I may want to take my narrative, but how do I, you know, how do I do that? How do I yes and that yeah. when yes and would involve setting an 
unwanted precedent in my game of how a certain ability can be used or how a certain skill can be used or something yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. And we've run into that a couple times. Very much so. Very know, much whereas so. the but 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 to the opposite side of that, you've got GURPS. Mm-hmm. And GURPS has a rule for damn everything. Yep. And I mean for for better or for worse, it's a very big game. It's a very complex game. As you said, in that there's a rule for every blade of grass out there. Yes, it is it is highly detailed down to a finite level. But if there's ever a question of what happens while I'm grappling and I try to punch a guy in the kidneys to, st- to, to stun him for a round, there is a rule for that there's somewhere. There's a rule for that somewhere. You know? Yep. And all we have to do is just pull out the book, look it up, or have the storyteller say, we are not using those particular rules, you know? Yeah. And that's that's always been my 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 thing is like I don't like having to learn seven different books and pare those down, mm-hmm. you know, to to a simplified rule system that we can play with. Just give me a simplified rule system, right? And it's simple rules are hard mm-hmm. to to get right. And yeah. I think some writers who do get those right look back on even their own rules and like mm, I didn't get it right. Mm-hmm. Like I I've known some very simple rule systems that. I've looked back on it and been like, wow, that's kind of fun to play, but you can't play with every person. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, can't. Overwatch brings up Amber, and all all Amber makes me feel is angry. <laughs> every time I see it, it's like, all I can think of about it is all of the, the narcissistic people who played Amber and played it so viciously. Yep, yep. That's it. You want to lose friends? Play Amber. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that's the truth of that one, so. You going to do another giveaway? Sure. I'm all up for right. it. Um, uh, let's do a book. Yeah, we've got, yeah, we've, I've we've got, got a good a book of, out lo- there. A lot of video games. Tonight, um, but... I've got Any Empire by Nate Powell. It's a. Uh, it's. I won't say what the book's about. It is. It does have sci-fi elements to it and, and space elements, and that's. I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but it is a very good book. Uh, he hasn't um, even told me, folks. He hasn't even told yeah, me what I, I would say. What it's we're about, we're so giving this one away. So don't feel is, left out. Yeah. So any empire by Nate Powell. So uh, just put uh, empire a- empire in the uh, in the chat if you want the any empire by Nate Powell. Um, and uh, yeah. So uh, the Mad Elf says I challenge that assertion. Amber games I played in were some uh, some awesome games. And I'm not saying look, we're not saying you can't have a good time. I'm saying it takes a certain type of player and a certain group. Like, well, to be fair, <clears throat> to be fair, to be fair, uh, to be fair the uh, Amber is like any other game system. Mm-hmm. It can the group depart. You know, you have to have the right group for you. And I think that kind of comes back to our, some of our earliest stuff that we came to um, in the uh, system in, in, when we first started the show was is that your your group may be different mm-hmm. than our groups. And it probably will be. Like yeah. you, you may be dungeon runners. I know that uh, Sean's uh, group that he normally would play with before was a bunch of dungeon runners. They loved grinding through dungeons. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that playstyle. There's mm-hmm. nothing at all. Nor is there anything wrong with people who who love the Game of Thrones, you know, campaigns where people are are politically playing against each other. Yeah. Everybody's manipulating manipulation. And don't trust anyone. Yeah. Right. Some people love that stuff and can distance their personal selves away from their characters mm-hmm. enough that it they, they find it very, very exciting and fun. Mm-hmm. And that's great. That's wonderful. Some people, just as much as some people like certain video games that are grindingly hard but love the, the win at the end. Yeah. You know? Um, that's, and, that's me. 
<laughs> nor nor to be any different than some people love, you know, JRPGs, you know, the the romance where everything is about like who's in love with who and this relationship and that relationship. There are mm-hmm. whole RPGs, like tabletop RPGs wrapped around that stuff too. Players are different everywhere. Game styles are different everywhere. Right, looks like we only have two uh, two takers for uh, for any empire. So uh, really? I'm going to roll this D4 here. Okay. On a one and two, it's going to Overwatch, and on a three or four, it's going to Mad Elf. All right. Looks like it's a four. So right. Mad Elf, congratulations! You are the proud owner of any empire. Excellent. Going to Mad Elf. Mm, do, 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 do. All right. Uh, Heatsink does come back though and says, uh, "I'd like to say though, GURPS isn't mechanically complex at all. It's just roll three d six. Your target is under your skill value." And he's correct. It's no, actually, it's a very easy game to yeah, learn. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But the problem is, is that that there's learning which skills to use under what circumstances, how many rounds certain things takes, what the damage values of certain abilities are, et cetera, et cetera. That's where all the complexity comes in. At the end of the day, yeah, you're just gonna roll three D six under your under your ability score. But NASCAR is easy. You turn to the left. Precise yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And yet people still get last place. Yes. <laughs> and die. Yes. <laughs> I mean it's it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> you are one hundred. I could not have come up with a better example. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. It is. NASCAR is easy. You just turn to the left. I mean, it's someone's going to shoot me for the one, but at the same time, that's the simplicity of it. The challenge of it is everything else. Uh huh. It's the it's the timing. It's the rotation. It's getting the right crew. It's having the right timing on your engine. Knowing the vehicle. Knowing your own timing and shifting. Knowing airflow of the vehicle in front of you and how much space you have mm-hmm. and your reaction. I mean, there's so much involved in that. But really, it's just turning to the left. It's just turning <laughs> driving the left. and turning to the go, left. Go fast. Turn to the left. That's right. And don't die. And don't die. Um, we still have time. We we got a, we got like two minutes here before yeah, we a show. Got a, we got a couple minutes. A couple minutes. Here, Unless man. we don't want to even follow that rule and just finish up our giveaways. Let's just finish up our giveaways, man. Let's just do a couple more. Uh, you know right, what? Right, I'm, gonna stand I'm up, having I'm good. Doing it's this. our it's our one year anniversary. I'm feeling good about this. So uh, yeah, let's just let's just do some more giveaways here, man. Uh, I want to give away. Let's see here. I gave that away. I gave that away. All right. Well, we've got this. Uh, Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy Remastered. Now, Indigo Prophecy was an older game uh, that they have, it looks like they remastered here. Yes. And uh, it's a, a kind of a narrative game. It's got some adult themes to it, so be prepared for that. Ooh, it's uh, adult themes. It's kind of, uh, it, at very least, PG-13, if not R, uh, murder mystery sort of thing, but it's got yeah, psychics it, and stuff. Yeah, and, there's a lot involved in it. Yeah. Um, but it is it, primarily, it's a mystery game. Right, so let's uh, just go ahead and put Indigo in the uh, in the chat if you would like a chance at winning Indigo Prophecy. Yeah, not Anigo, because that's different. Right. <laughs> you keep using that word. I do not think it means I think that you think it means. So, uh, but it is a Steam game, uh, just so you guys know. Yep. Um, so Indigo, if you want to win Fahrenheit Indigo uh, Prophecy Remastered, uh, we're gonna th- we're throwing that one out right now. Indigo in chat, if you would. Um, let's see here. Well, you know, we can do a few of these. Plus, we're still always looking for questions from you guys. It could be anything, even for what we were doing this year. So feel yeah. free to throw throw some questions at us, because I feel like we're missing some. Do, like, you, do we want to we talk about some of the antics that went on that we didn't really ever talk about on the air? You you mean like the T-Rex costume? Like the, or like, getting shot? So we, <laughs> we walked in 
to, <laughs> or, or getting shot. Yes. Like, we we broadcast at a place called Podcast Detroit, and Detroit carries with it a certain reputation. That let's, is true. That let's is not true. let's not just unqualified say we got That's shot. True. That's true. That's true. Um, That's true. Um, so, uh, we walked into the studio at one point, and uh, Caitlin is just standing there in a T-Rex costume. Like, one of those T-Rex costumes you see all over the place ones. that yeah. are, like, inflatable. Yeah. And, like, I didn't even know how to deal with it. Like, yeah, it I wanted fantastic. to laugh. I wanted to, you know... We wanted to hug her. Like, it was it was perfect. My brain just blue screened. Yeah. I was just staring at her. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't even know what to do now. Yep, yep. <laughs> but, but the honesty of it was is that, like, we looked at that. We said, that is how we will always know Caitlyn as our engineer. So, like, anytime we, you think Caitlyn is our engineer, just think of a T-Rex at our soundboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We were literally going to do that for Big one of the episodes. Lines, you know, yeah. Was 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 we were going to do a, a shot of us with Caitlin, our engineer, and have it just be Caitlin as a T Rex. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was just going to be the running gag is that Kate, that we would have a T Rex that would do everything for us. So, all right. So we have it looks like three people reaching out for Indigo Prophecy. Really, nobody else. Nobody yeah. else wants this. All right, uh, all right. the D four. Go. Oh, you know, what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the D six this time. All right, D six. All right. So one and two, three and four, five and six. Sounds good. Boom. We have a number five, which I believe is high. That's Overwatch. Overwatch, you are enjoying a new game. Fahrenheit Indigo Prophecy Remastered. Alright. Um, we did have a question there in chat that came up. <laughs> Knox in the box says sound designosaur. Ooh, I like that. I like that. <laughs> uh I know we had what was our favorite our favorite episode to record showed up. Um favorite episode to record. We oh, had a God. few good ones. Uh I think I really liked hilarious. the story in an hour. That was really fun to that do. That was really fun. That, that was, was a really good fun. brain exercise. Strangely like... enough, we did not practice that at all. We, yep. we we talked about practicing it. We came up, we did it once because you were like, I don't think we can do this. And I was like, we're going to do this right now. And we just pounded it out. I thought that I didn't think we could do it. I didn't think it would turn out as well as we thought we could. Like we were, we talked a big story. Oh, we could just do this on the air. And then I was like, maybe we want to go over just, just, you know, just in case. Just and we in did case. it. And then Rob was like, I don't, but I don't think we could. I don't think we should do this. Like we, we kind of went through our process of like how, what we're thinking. Just our so outlining this, yeah. on the same page. So mm-hmm. our, our discussion wouldn't get off track and we wouldn't get in an argument on the air. That's true. Um, but, uh, as far as the story we did, we did, we, we did pull it completely out of our, uh, out of our hammer space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, but it was fun. It was, it was a good workout. It was a good yeah. storyteller workout. Yeah. I, I highly recommend it. Honestly, if you, if you guys missed that episode, go back and listen to it. It was worth it. Um, but it it proves the fact that you can do a simple story very quickly. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it, and it's best done in a group. And I know that's really hard uh, generally, but that's one of the reasons why we have this channel is so that storytellers can come together and talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah and I do talk about our games. We do. Um, but we don't go into high details. Like, I won't tell story uh, Sarah what's going on in my story, but afterward we'll talk about it you know we'll go into detail we'll break things down or we'll talk about future ideas that we have Mm -hmm. so i implore that i love when i see people talking about stuff in channels i love when you guys talk back and forth sometimes i will just watch yeah let you guys go back and forth because i find that intriguing yeah if you don't see us piping in mostly it's because i don't want to taint the conversation Mm -hmm. you know because my, my, my name shows up yellow in there i don't want i don't want there to be any implied like oh i'm you know i'm one of the storytellers here like so you have to take what i take what i say is canon or anything like that i like to let you guys have those have those discussions but yeah i love just listening to you guys yeah. like some great some stuff really comes out. great stuff in there yeah yeah it's always fun to watch and it's always fun to 
to see where you guys go and where your where, where the story leads. Draven is twelve years old. It's true. It's yes. true. Um, the other one Mad Elf has was, "How do you get around running all the games that you have in mind you want to run?" I, I don't. You don't. I make a lot of notes. Don't. I make a lot of notes. I talk to a lot of people. Um, I constantly have people coming back to me saying, uh, "Hey." Uh, put me down in the sketchbook for the ne- for a position for your next game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I had uh, I had a, a mutual friend of ours hit us up the other day because yep. um, we were you were running your game in Tabletop Simulator. Yes, and, yes. Uh, and I showed it off. <laughs> yeah, he hit me up and he's like, "Hey, by the way, I've been hearing a lot about your game. If you got a if you got an opening, do you have like a waiting list or something?" And I'm like. <laughs> I don't really have a waiting list because I don't see any of my players dropping out anytime soon. Yeah. But if one does, I'll definitely keep you in mind. I'm so sorry. Like. Yep. 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 You know. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's do another giveaway. Oh, we right. got stuff to give away. Yeah, we got. Um, so stuff. I'm gonna give this one away. All right. I, I have. Uh, I. It is probably one of the best sci-fi stories, and it's an old game. Okay. And that is System Shock. Yeah. Uh, if you're familiar with, uh, like good classic games uh this is the entire system shock franchise pack in one nice. so you get everything system shock related um and when i saw this come up i was like damn this is a good thing to give away because it is fun it is a good story it is old it is very retro yeah if, uh, if, it'll if, play on anything <laughs> if you're a fan of of games like uh, like like the original half-life yeah or uh marathon mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. You know, games like that where they were just starting to dip their toes from first-person shooter into narrative first-person shooter. Yep. This is a really great game for you. I had a, a, a couple of friends who were really big fans of System Shock throughout the Yeah, years. there's a lot of story that goes on it. And you there's layers that you can miss unless you do specific things in it. It is it is a good story. So, uh, so I'm just going to say uh, put... Um, shock. Shock. If you, want, if you want in on this one, shock. Um and uh we'll, we will we will have you we'll, we'll get this one over to you so technology says too many players is a good problem to have i uh i utterly disagree <laughs> I, I can't i can't do more than like i've tried i've yeah. really tried and i've struggled i've had games that have had um six and seven players in it yeah you know and once you get up to six and seven it gets hard when you get to like eight that seems ridiculous yeah. i've been at tables with eight people and i felt like a number yeah like yeah. that that storyteller does not know my character. Mm-hmm. They do not know it. I, I think um, I think once you get up to that thing, you do less. Your game stories are less. You you do less an adventure. Mm-hmm. So you have to have some dedicated people. And I'm sorry, keeping eight people or six people dedicated is is hard enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to shoot for five. Like, yeah, five people. Yeah. good number. Good number to have around the table, and it's and it's and it's like to me that's it's real crappy because I'm I'm like a, a people pleaser, you know. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. I like having you know I like saying yes to people, you mm-hmm. know. I like having people involved. I like sharing fun experiences with people and having everybody included and 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 happy about it. And I don't like having to turn people down when they're like, you know, oh hey, I heard you're running a game. Oh, I know I'm running a game, and now you're a really good friend and you're a good role player, and it doesn't mean anything but i have to say no to you yep you know because there's no way in hell i could manage another player at my table yeah you know yeah and especially when you start getting up in there and players you start getting conflicting schedules you know and i mean we're lucky enough that at least some of our players live together you know so if you if one's in the other's in typically right um you know my significant other sits at my table you and your wife sit at my table Mm -hmm. so that's like four people already that are instantly accountable with two yeses yeah you know, yeah. Um, 
and a couple other people are pretty much down for whatever. So yeah. it, scheduling has been very forgiving to me. Yeah. But uh, yep. uh, you, every every person you add in is another variable. So it's just, it's difficult. All right. Looks like we had four people answer. Oh, no, five. five. We had five. Five people answer. So we answer do a D6. Four. Okay. Uh, we'll just omit ones. That's fine. That's fine. Numero three. Uh, that is another Samantha. Congrats, Samantha. Congrats, Samantha. You are going to enjoy playing System Shock. All right. All right. Excuse me. Yeah, and it's 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 a matter of waiting too. You yes. Know? I mean, it's just. But I think I think the good thing about role playing is that at least for me, it's ageless. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. mean, I, I look, I'm going to be old and gray in a nursing home somewhere, you know, and I'm still going to be running a game for the other people in my nursing home, you know. Nice. All right, let's dust off 8th edition D&D. <laughs> what? I said let's dust off 8th edition D&D. <laughs> I don't know why we're not playing it right now. You said now. you gotta pee? <laughs> oh, I already did that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think for our retirement is going to be unique, Yeah, but unique for us, that's going to be the funny part about it is, yeah. is, is that we look at what the retirement was like for our grandparents and we're seeing kind of what the retirement is for our parents. So coming to us, I think, uh, I think is a, a whole another layer of that. That's even different. Are you finding the link? No, I was just looking at what Overwatch was writing in the. Uh... Oh yes, I'm with Overwatch on that. that... <laughs> Shoot him in the head. Time to make a profile. Shoot him in the head. Shoot, Shoot him in the head. head. Press A. <laughs> it's probably one of my personal favorite audio pieces. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, because that's uh, that was uh, MC Chris. Uh, it was MCP Pants. Who was MCP Pants at the time? Yes. Yes. Uh, MCP Pants doing uh doing his, his comparison between Resident Evil. And uh, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, and I, I highly recommend listening to that if you want. If you want to laugh your ass off about it, it's it's pretty damn good. It's pretty Meanwhile, good. they're standing around with their hands on the hips, going, "Gee, I hope I solve this mystery," and then nothing, <laughs> and nothing happens. <laughs> Meanwhile, you got zombies all up in your face. The president's daughter's been taken. <laughs> it's great. All right, uh, let's grab another one real quick. Um, what do you want to do? Giveaway? Yeah. Oh, um, uh, what are we on? What are we on? What are we on? Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. This is, this one I looked at. It's kind of got a, uh, um, real soft, cartoony kind of look to it, but it's a co op story game. Go ahead, Samantha. So, um, yeah, she's asking if, we, if we're taking more questions. We'll definitely take Yeah, them. totally. Keep going. Keep going. Um, but I, so if you're going to be, if you're looking for a good story game, this is a, a, literally about two brothers. It's kind of a mystery story, but set in a fantasy setting. Yeah, okay. Um, but it, it, it's a co-op adventure. It's, it's a co-op adventure, yeah. which, are, which are kind of unique. You know, usually you've got, you know, multiplayer elements or your, yeah. uh, you know, PvP and stuff like that. But it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's nice it's to have a It's got a little bit of an RPG element to it, but it, yeah, it's a, it's a story game. So uh, let's go with... Um, Brothers. Just just brothers. Brothers. Yeah. So if you want this one, uh, put brothers in the chat. And remember, couples that play together stay together. That's so, true. Yeah, or or connect with that friend that you haven't played with in a long time. Exactly. I know uh, Steam has a really neat uh, system where you don't both need to own the game if it's a local co-op game. 
uh, you can actually play through St- their Steam uh, link system. Mm-hmm. And so uh, all you have to do is have them as a friend. When the game comes up, you can say invite to play and it streams your screen to them. Mm, and you guys can just play together. That's real cool. So yeah, and especially right now when you're trying to play with people and you're like, oh, I don't have any money because I'm you know not working or I'm, yeah. or, I'm, or I'm down or whatever. And you can be like, hey, you don't even have to install this. Just join my game. And now you guys can play together. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, so if you're interested in playing this one uh, and you, you want a copy of it, just put Brothers in our chat. Um, let's see. What did she say? What did she say? Uh, she asks, uh, what's the one item you would buy when you have, quote unquote, enough money in game? Hmm. I'm assuming we're talking D&D probably. Well, if it was D&D, I think it all depends on this. It depends on who you are. I mean, full plate is like the fighter dream mm-hmm. you know uh, become impenetrable yeah know? i mean because it, it 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 stacks your ac like mad um i mean it, it depends on the addition too i mean like there there's certain things the certain advantages to having like wands and 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 or certain magical you know crafts uh you know, bag of holding if you can't Mm-hmm. You know, when when all else fails, get a better bag. Well, okay, but we're not talking about practical stuff. We're talking about extravagant. Extravagant. When things. you have enough money. Enough like money. That that one thing that you're just, you know, um, you, you've conquered dragons and kingdoms and liches. What is... Oh, jeez. There's a... Uh, is it a coat that has, like, the pockets that constantly have something in it? Uh, there is there's a, a cloak there's a robe of useful items, yeah. but it's that's like a pretty common magic item. Yeah, it's but not, it's fun. It is really fun. Like, could you imagine playing like a forgetful professor with that thing? Technolich <laughs> suggests a battle mech. Uh, oh, I mean, Mad yes. Elf suggests a uh, a random body part of Vecna. <laughs> <laughs> we always used to joke about the head of Vecna. Yeah, that's, that's true. All you have to do is cut off your own head and then put the put Vecna's head on, and yep. uh, now you have the head of Vecna. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, every system has its own thing. Like, I don't know. I've always, always been a big fan of like just, just the, just the Holy Avenger. Having a good Holy Avenger. Just having a good old Holy Avenger. You know, I mean, obviously you have to be a paladin to wield one or whatever, but, uh, um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, a battle mech isn't a bad way to go. And if you're, if you're in a a uh, fantasy setting, you know, like this is one of the reasons I love the Elder Scrolls so much is there are things like battle mechs in there, but they were all made by the Dwemer. So they're all these like brass steampunk constructions, you know, Okay. Uh, that are, they're just real cool. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if we're talking Elder Scrolls, I would, I would buy the Numidium. Okay. Yeah. Fair I, enough. I want, I want a giant battle mech that can. Like an airship. Maybe? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty. An airship. Fa- an airship would own be pretty, airship, man. That'd be pretty badass. Now you're talking my language, man, because every single time, like, I play Final Fantasy, and I've played a lot of Final Fantasies over the years, and the moment you get an airship and you can just cruise around in that mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. oh, it's the greatest feeling. Shibi Jibi, uh, what would you buy uh, for gaming? Would you have enough money? Oh, like the entire set of Dwarven Forge, so I wouldn't have to make terrain ever again. Gaming table. Oh, I'd have yeah. a custom gaming table made. One of those. Oh, we, Sean and I've been Sean and I've been low, low key eyeballing one of those for mm-hmm. like the, you know the the, the quote unquote future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, it's, we don't it, we don't know when, yeah. but the future. Yeah, you know. My only concern is that every time I've ever gotten something prepared, like I I built my ba- basement up for land gaming. That was really that paid off a lot. I think maybe for six months, mm-hmm. and then everyone stopped land gaming. <sighs> Yeah. Yep. I had everything ready for it. So, but uh, did we get nobody in the chat for brothers? Apparently, they didn't want it. 
Okay. I guess not. I guess not. That's fine. All right. That's fine. We will move on to a different one then. What uh, do you want to go for? What do we have? We have that one. Uh, do you want to do an e-comic? Yeah. We've got The Boys, uh, which is recently <laughs> a, was it Amazon or is it Netflix or, I think it was Amazon. I think it's Amazon. I think it was, I think it was on Amazon, uh, Amazon Prime uh, video. Uh, the Boys is uh, kind of a gritty realism superhero tale. What would happen if there really were superheroes in the uh, the current world? How corrupt would they be? How would they abuse their powers? How mm-hmm. would media and government get involved and taint the purity of what a superhero is? And uh, how would uh, some people's ideals of what superheroes should be yeah. be changed when they find very, out what superheroes uh, actually are? Very Aeon Society. Very Aeon Society, yeah. So let's do boys in the chat. Boys. If you want to, for this one, boys uh, it, for, the, uh, for, the, for the comic book. Um, night, yeah, true. Taint is the word in that if you're uh, familiar with... Uh, with the aberrant system. With the aberrant yeah. system. So. Yep. But uh, boys, yeah. Um, Knox, I'm counting that. I'm counting that. You said boys, so I'm counting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a uh, this is an uh, ebook. Yes. Uh, it's a the, the comic. Yep, ebook comic. Yes. Okay. It's an ebook comic that we sent. So. All right. So we're getting a couple of those rolling in. Um. So how do you? So I, I know you you've played a little bit of Aberrant, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I played Aberrant. Um. I know the Mad Elf was running it for a little bit. Yes, and then I played it in another game, um, but uh, I really didn't play a lot. I haven't played a lot of Aberrant, um, but it's fun. It's different. I like I like that it has a certain feel of some of the old uh, TMNT stuff, even mm-hmm. um, where you feel like, especially the because you're a superhero mm-hmm. of a certain level of renown. So. Um, how did you feel about the sort of gritty realism of it, though? Because uh, I know that's kind of a big turnoff. And some people want to play like Marvel superheroes where they're very four color and they're very, you know, super friends and, you know, everything's kind of black and white. You've got good guys, you've got bad guys. But Aberrant, especially, you know, if you play it by the book, really blurs the lines on a lot of that. And I would say it felt too much like life. Yeah. I think that's... The... I play games to step away from life, mm-hmm. and almost at every turn in it, it felt like I was crashing hard back into reality, and I was having to deal with reality. That's and, actually, I think that's fair. And I, I think, think that's, fair. I think I need a good fantasy. And it's not that I, I, I loved the storytelling. It was beautiful. Because mm-hmm. Mad Elf can tell a damn good story. Of course um, But at the same time, I, I would always find myself coming back to why am I not enjoying this as much as I think? And it's because I'm thinking about it from a life's perspective. And that's sometimes hard. That's sometimes hard. So. Yeah. All right. So we got what? Uh... There's four of them. Yep. That's a convenient number. Yep. So, la, 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 la. Oh, looks like Overwatch. No, wait, no. No. Avendisora. Yes. Congratulations, Avendisora. You get the boys. The boys. Congratulations. Uh, how many more do we have? Are we going to go through all these? We can. We've only got, what, like four more, three more giveaways? Yeah, I just feel like we're we're, we're getting a little high on time. So. That's fine. I think we can, I, I can, uh, the rest of these can can float out. They're fine. Yeah, absolutely. They're not that, they're we not may, that big of things. We could maybe do that in, like, future episodes. Or sure, yeah, yeah, yeah we can totally pocket. do that. Nothing I want to do one last giveaway. Yeah, okay. We're going to, I said I might do this, and for those of you who've hung on, uh, 
this goes, I think everybody could be interested in this. You get one free month of being a level above listener. You get to join us in our free chats for the for the full month. You get basically the Patreon uh, rewards, and we will mention you. Yeah, saying that you won our our giveaway. Uh, so this is this is the big one for today. So if you if you want to if if you are not if you are a Patreon member, you can go in for this one. We will we will be subbing you on this. Don't worry about it. We'll figure that out. Uh, and for non Patreon members, you basically get the benefit. So uh, Patreon members, you 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 get a month off. Basically, is what's going to come out of this one. We'll talk about that. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, what do you want to do for the the one the word on this one? Uh, let's just do the word show. Show. So put in the uh, in the chat show, and you will get this lovely prize for our before our closing here. Yep. If you would like the uh, a free month of base level contributor uh, to the show, thank you so much. Because we love all of you, and we want to give you guys the chance to 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 join us more often, and and, and to excite and have everybody involved. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, absolutely. So that uh, so that everybody can have fun and and you can be part of the discussions and join us and uh, for those of you who are listening uh, to this cast uh, after the fact, please join us on our Discord. Come and join us, uh, you know, through the links on our Twitter. Um, we'd love to have you. We'd love to have you join our discussions and work with our storytellers and and contribute to our show mm-hmm. uh, because it's about our listeners. It's uh, Sarah and I could sit here and chat all the time and not acknowledge anyone, but there'd be no fun in that for us. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think it would just get a little light. And I want everybody to kind of try and be more of our community because right now we need community yeah we need the fellowship of each other and this is a normal for us every week that you've given us and so this we're giving back just a little bit to say thank you for giving us a normal thank you for giving us this this hour of therapy (laughs) (laughs) yeah every a reason to do this because we it it forces us to do it every week. Yeah, and you know, for and, for someone like myself who struggles with depression, who's yep. coming in, you know, for very sedentary right now, not a lot of outlets for it and stuff like that. Getting up, getting out, getting over here to record the show and such like that is is very good for me as well. Uh, just really, honestly, this whole this whole show is just great. And thank you so much for all being here. Yes. We appreciate all of you. We appreciate that you're here, and we appreciate that you are part of the show. And we really appreciate the one year of of, of being with us, yes. doing this, and helping this community grow. Here's to another year. Yeah, here's to another year. Looks like we so. got some shows in the live chat. Let's see who gets it. You know what? I'm going to re-roll that. That's fine. I'm just cocked. Yep. The Mad Elf. Mad Elf. You're going to enjoy a month of in of of being along the ride with us. So, all right, let me queue up some stuff over here because we rolled a little late. All right, well, congratulations, everybody. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at st underscore conclave and Discord, or sorry, at uh, on Instagram at st underscore conclave. Uh, and you can find us uh, the uh, on Discord, uh, please. Uh, yeah, I know a lot of you are already there, but uh, for those of you who are listening to the show afterwards, please join us on Discord. Um, you can find the link on our Twitter. You can also find it up on our website, and that is storytellerconclave.blueberry.net. 
We'd like to thank our Patreon members, the ones who support us week in and week out. Knox, Sam, and the Arcane Asylum especially. Thank you so much to the three of you for helping us so much. Our intro music is Beyond the Warriors by Geefrog. Uh, that's at geefrogmusic.webly.com. And our outro music, Only Our Footprints in the Sand by Midair Machine, you're hearing now. And that's at soundcloud.com slash midairmachine slash tracks. Uh, you can find us online, like I said before, at uh, storytellerconclave.blueberry.net. You can listen to us live 7 p.m. Eastern on mixlr.com slash storyteller-conclave. And uh wanted to give a big shout-out and thank you to our family, uh, Vicky and Sean, to our friends who've sat with us at our tables all over the years. And to, and you. to you, every single one of our listeners. Thank we you love so you. Much. Thank you. Good, Good night, night, everybody. <laughs>